0: It's Cairo Sushi Saturday Night Live. It's Tristan, and I have the pleasure and honor just to give you guys a heads up. I, I, I love this dude. First of all, he's got the best hair in chiropractic. Um, he's a fierce a content producer out there. He's run a really thriving practice. We had done an original interview previously, and it just got all screwed up on my end from the, from the uh, data standpoint. Uh, but this is Dr. Anthony Lombardi. Dude, how are you doing? doing?
1: Yeah, I'm great Tristan. Thanks for having me again and we're live this time. So this we're, is this is great. They're going to see we make errors. It's it's going to be it's going to be in living color. So We we lo- I love it, man.
0: So Dr. Lombardi's um just to give him a brief he's got a thriving practice in Hamilton. Uh he's at the for- he's at the forefront of uh kind of integrating chiropractic and acupuncture together. Actually, you were on a podcast with my new buddy AJ from the uh, acupuncturist on fire yes uh which i was just listening to a little bit before we jumped on um but he's also very focused on helping uh especially i think younger docs uh build their practices and he's got a lot of opinions uh he he kind of riles some people up sometimes am i correct with that oh
1: definitely with my writing (laughs) i uh, I rile a lot of people up but, but but only for the right reasons that's that's cool and
0: um well, let's talk a little bit about business stuff real quick. I, I love, uh, I watched a video on your website and I love uh, kind of the principles that you work by. Uh, the first one that's on my notepad here is, is really important to me because there's a writer, uh, well, he's not a, just a writer, he's, a, he's an investor. He's a really smart dude. I quote him a lot in kind of sushi, James Altucher, really smart business dude. And one of the things he wrote about is even if you provide a service, have a product. And one of your principles is provide a high-quality product. Um, And and what does that mean to you from a chiropractic and from a health
1: standpoint? Uh, Basically what it means is providing a, a product that when patients try it or when a patient comes to see me, they say, that experience is none other than it's like an experience they've never had before so providing results that are different and significantly better than the prior experiences of that patient so if you can do that on a on a consistent basis it gives people something to talk about and they're going to refer you more patients i wrote an article uh i forget the the, art, the name of the article but it was in 2012 for canadian chiropractor Uh, and it it was based on the book Word of Mouth Marketing by Andy Cernovitz. And he said, no no matter how much promotion you do uh, about your product, if your product stinks, this is what he says, if your product stinks, no amount of advertising is going to convince people that it doesn't. So providing an outstanding product basically means giving people the results they want in a time frame and in a manner that they're totally not used to, to give them something to talk about.
0: It's kind of ironic, man, because (laughs) there's a portion in Donald Trump's book, The Art of the Deal, where it's deliver the goods. And it says you can't con people, at least not for long. You can create excitement. You can do wonderful promotion and get all kinds of press. And you can throw in a little hyperbole. But if you don't deliver the goods, people will eventually catch on. And I think that's what you're saying.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And especially in chiropractic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because in chiropractors and it's saturated. So if you don't give them something, they're going to, they're going to know. Yeah. And that was, there was an
0: article you wrote about, uh, we'll, we'll go, we'll we'll bring back some of the principles in a little bit, but you talked a lot about, uh, in an article that you wrote for us about the problem with the schools. Um, you want to jump into that real quick?
1: Yeah, definitely. So what's happening is one schools are graduating a lot of, uh, chiropractors, chiropractors that are being, uh, put, uh, into practice when the utilization rate has an increase. So the utilization rate has stayed around 12, 15% across North America, and that's in, in general. And the amount of chiropractors, we'll take Ontario, which is the biggest province in Canada, which would be the equivalent of California. And California had that problem too. There was an oversaturation of chiropractors. And a study that came out in 2012 in the, the I believe, the Journal of, uh, orthopedic medicine or osteopathy I, I forget the, but you can, you can see that 30% of chiropractors that, uh, 30% of chiropractors that graduated after 10 years uh, are no longer chiropractors. And that's happening here in Ontario as well. What's happening is, uh, the number of chiropractors have increased by 25% in the last five years. So there's an oversaturation. My issue with the schools are is that they're, they continually push out these chiropractors, but they're not teaching basic business principles to help, uh, to help these uh, new graduates and their well, graduates are failing.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I think there's something else since we we discussed this and you wrote the article and I, I, you know, the cool thing about us, we're not tied to a school, right? So we can kind of, I want to say hold people accountable. Um, A lot of the schools and schools that I respect and people I respect in those schools, um, I think need to be held a little bit more accountable for what they're pushing in. Because I think part of the problem is I agree. That's one of the reasons why we created Cairo Sushi is that we're not developing them as good business leaders. Um, But I think another problem is they're not, we're not getting high quality students in. And I think they're, they're pushing out, uh, more than what we have, not just from a demand. I, I think I, I I could argue with you, and I don't want to argue, but I, yeah, sure, I, I sure. think I mean, There could be the argument that there's utilization rate is based on a, a bunch of different factors than just what people want, and I think there's a difference in America than there is in Canada, and we've talked about that before. We might dive into that now, but I think another problem is I don't know what you think about this is that the quality of the students. I don't know if there's the I don't know if we're getting the best
1: quality. I think I agree with you there. And I think part of it is because right now students that are in school are seeing that, for instance, that chiropractors uh, are, a lot of chiropractors starting coming into school are making it, finding it difficult to f- make ends meet. So students are saying, that's right. That is a crazy high attrition rate. That quote. Um, and what's happening is they're not selecting chiropractors. They're selecting other types of uh, you know, uh, other schools, whether it's yeah. MBAs, whether it's physical therapy, other other modalities. But the the issue is that there are um, entrance the CCAs, the entrance, um, you know, the minimums are what they are. And so I agree with you in that sense. But I think even the low quality, what I'm saying is even really, really smart people that have been in, you know very smart students are going to chiropractic after they graduate and they're failing in practice. So I don't think it's brains that we're lacking. We can do with a little bit less brains and a little bit more business acumen and the schools are yeah, providing. I agree them. with, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, they're in trouble. Chiropractic is in trouble uh, from a school standpoint. And a couple schools are going to have to close uh, before we start over. Like it's going to have to get worse before it gets better. And yeah. uh, they don't want to hear that the schools, but it's, you know, they live in the ivory towers and the ivory towers are going to crumble if they don't listen to people like us that. and, and, and,
0: and I think, so if, if you said, okay, what, what do you think that the student, do you think the schools need to implement a business course? Or do you think that they need, do we just need better business educators out there for the chiropractors well, or both?
1: The, the, the business courses they've had, but now here in Canada, I've talked to a couple of people who, uh, if they haven't done it already, they've scrapped the business program altogether. And they said, well, let the chiropractic students learn business uh, elsewhere. That That's one thing that they could be doing. But I think what they have to do is they have to learn, teach business right from the beginning, not wait till seventh or eighth trimester. And that's um, that's what needs to be done. But the thing is, schools, their real only real responsibility is to Produce safe chiropractors. Chiropractors are—they're going to keep the public safe, and they're doing that. Uh, yeah. They're doing what they need to to help them pass the boards. But it's like, remember, I told you, I called the Porsche dealership, and I and I asked them how how much a particular Porsche was, and it was one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. You know, and kind of equivalent to one hundred fifty thousand dollars Canadian, the cost yeah. of a chiropractic education. And I asked them, if I buy it, I don't know how to drive standard. I've never driven a Porsche before. Will you show me how to use it? And they said, "Absolutely, sir. We're going to show you how to use it because you become our brand ambassador. We don't want you going out there, you know, it's and driving, like um, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, driving, you know, t- uh, ten miles an hour in the slow lane w- with a hundred fifty thousand dollar Porsche. We have to show you how to maximize your investment. And why don't they do that in chiropractic college? People come over with one hundred fifty grand of debt, and they're like, like, now what?'" And they're like, "Well, too bad. It- it's not right. They have to support the product, and they don't. And." Yeah. uh and the people who are educators, uh, who are presidents, who are vice presidents, they're just basically, they're yes people, right? Yeah. And, and by, this, by saying that, because that's how they make their living. They, a lot of them haven't practiced, you know, since Reagan was, was president. And, you, you know, that's how they're, they're protecting their own investment by, you know, by, by drinking the Kool-Aid. But yeah. they have to and the This will be the
0: only time I pimp out Sushi Summit because this is part of the one of the reasons. Now now one summit's not gonna uh, uh, not, it's not gonna solve everything and I don't think content on kairosushi.com is gonna solve everything. It's gonna take an army and it's gonna take consistency. Uh, but this is one of the reasons why we're bringing – I believe a, a wide range and I would I would say Dr. Lombardi would be someone that we would have there in the future, you know what I mean? Like I, I think that you understand that that's how I feel about. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but we have uh, you know, people that know how to scale clinics. We you know we have people that have been in practice for years and are su- uh, very successful. We have uh, entrepreneurs like Grant Cardone and John Sun Kim. These are people that have built, you know, 350 million dollar IPOs are now billion-dollar IPOs. So I, I really, truly, if we if we had to get put into a niche, Karo Sushi is about growth, and it's about helping you, you know, uh, grow more, save more money. Uh, now I'm sounding like Trump, but um, <clears throat> anyways, that'll be the only time. So get to com. I want to bring up the second uh, principle that you have, it, because this one's really unique. I, I think that this is uh, – it, it's going to be hard for the mind to comprehend a little bit, but select only the patients – that value what you do, how do you do that
1: usually it's on the the very first visit um, the very first visit you'll find the patients you know sometimes you'll have patients coming in saying you know i've been into other places I know what I need um, you know they'll kind of like try to direct the treatment one uh, two they'll be like well okay I can I only have." three hundred dollars of insurance coverage so you have to i have to get better in that time and i'll say okay great that's you know that's about six visits how long have you had the problem and they'll say oh since 1972 i'll be like well might be a little longer than five or six visits but i'll you know i'll do my best so you know people uh, in canada will say that they have let's say extended insurance okay which mm-hmm. they might have five hundred dollars spent on chiropractic in canada they were trained a bit different because at one time all healthcare was covered by the, the provincial government, and then that changed because, you know, the government started to go into debt, there became more expenditures. Now chiropractic is primarily out of pocket. So now we're training um, a population that at one time wasn't used to paying for healthcare, but they go out and they go to restaurants and they, you know, buy their Cadillacs and they buy everything else, but they don't value, you know, the healthcare. So right away, you know, if they rec if, if I see that they follow, uh, my recommendations. If I ask you know, come twice a week for th- for three weeks and reassess, if I find right off the top they're telling me that they're dictating, oh, I only want to come this many times. I've already tried this. I don't want to try that. I said, t- I tell them, listen, this is how my approach. And mm-hmm. I don't think we can work together if you know we really need to follow my recommendations because you know I've seen over a hundred thousand patient visits in the last fourteen years. I know what I'm talking about. And, right. and if you stick with me, but I can help them. But, you know, it, or if they're like, well, I heard chiropractors are not good or, you know, they buy into these these myths that I, I don't want them. I want the people that want to be helped. And, you know, if the utilization rate is only 12 to 15%, that's fine because there's another 85% out there. And within that 85%, there's a lot of people that value chiropractors or are open to valuing chiropractors when the need exists. So there's a lot of spines out there. So I don't I don't lose sleep over the ones that, that don't want to be a part of uh, of our brand.
0: That's a, that's a good paradigm to have. Uh, kind of segue off that, man, is uh, w- one of the reasons we want to jump back on this is that you uh, were talking about kind of uh, the new, uh, star, I think it was the new article in the Annals of... Uh, Annals, Annals of Internal
1: of... Medicine, yeah.
0: Okay, this but, is, this
1: is yeah. Uh, it was written by uh, Quasim et al., uh, Q-A-S-E-E-M, uh, I believe. I, I apologize if I misspelled that. Is that a he, chiropractor? Uh, no, he's a medical doctor. They're all medical okay. doctors on this and, and PhDs. And it was uh, written in the Annals of Internal Medicine. It was published uh, online February 17th, 2017, hot off the press, made it in the New York Times. And it made it in the New York Times for a couple of reasons. It actually, it made it in the New York Times because uh, it mentioned that the, the frontline treatments, recommendations made to the American College of Physicians for a subacute and acute low back pain were superficial heat, massage, acupuncture, and spinal manipulation. It made it in the New York Times because acupuncture was named as one of the go to treatments for acute and subacute low back pain
0: and is this is this the first time that acupuncture has really been represented on that stage is, is that i
1: i think in a uh in a journal of that magnitude being a medical journal yeah. uh, coming out and saying listen don't take medication straight away uh use one of these four treatments is is groundbreaking and why there wasn't an article in the new york times about spinal manipulation and that's the other thing I want, I want to get on. Where's the associations, uh, the state and the national associations in Canada and the U.S. saying, hey, look, the medical doctors reviewed the best. Uh, yeah, because uh, they, they
0: didn't mention chiropractors in that article, no, right? they
1: mentioned, But they mentioned spinal manipulation, and chiropractors are spinal manipulation specialists. Over 95% of those that do spinal manipulation are chiropractors, so it's it goes hand in hand. Right. But, Why wasn't there an article there? Who is at the top of whatever, the associations? Why aren't they pitching these stories? Myself, I've already done a couple of interviews, local papers, uh, looking to get into a local TV station to talk about the benefits. Because you have so many people on opioids and pain medications and over uh, $100 billion a year lost to low back pain and uh, loss, lo- loss of productivity throughout the United States. And the fact that the doctors are saying, don't take medication, do use spinal manipulation, that's huge. We should be all over that, and, and we're not. I'm disappointed. But I think individually we have to spread the word. We have to go out there, and this is why using this evidence, they reviewed the best evidence available, and they came up with these four recommendations for spinal for acute low back pain they didn't mention physical therapy they didn't mention ultrasound they didn't mention uh core stability they mentioned a laundry list of all of these all of these uh treatments that did not work or there wasn't sufficient evidence but the four that came up was heat massage acupuncture spinal manipulation and that's huge
0: yeah. I, I mean I, I think I think we gotta do a better job and partly, you know, that's that's people like us that have networks and can get that that information out. Um sometimes there's a little bit I, I'll say I'll speak personally from my end, it's like again, we've talked about this before. Like I've never used chiropractic for back pain. And I always share that story, so it, it's probably getting played out. But um I mean I use chiropractic yeah. differently than most people. Uh but I was also born in it, you know, and it, it's like uh, I use it because I want to sleep better. I want to uh, function better. And and this goes into the conversation we're having about research. And I was talking to J- Jeffrey Lane made about this uh, earlier this week. We, You and I had a really great conversation about research because you opened my eyes about something, about the fact that 50% of the research is BS, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: And, and uh, you know, and that's where I got myself – I ruffled a lot of feathers, you know, the, these evidence-based uh, – Facebook pages, which I was, they banned me from one, and they they don't want, they can't hear the truth, you know? And there was a great quote. Actually, I'm not sure if you posted it or someone posted a quote. It was on a chiropractic site, and it might have been Nick uh, Carapace. I apologize if I mispronounce his name. And the quote was, it's difficult to make a man understand something when uh, his salary depends on him not understanding it. I thought that yeah, that was then. It must have been. It was such a cool quote. I wrote it down. You can apply it to any uh, any profession, any any career. Um, But uh, my my point is that uh, yes, there was uh, an article written by Stanford University professor John uh, uh, Ioannidis, and again, I I apologize if I uh, mispronounced his name in two thousand and five. The most downloaded article on PubMed, and he actually interviewed the editor of the Lancet the mm-hmm. land and he said it 's very well that half of the published research is false for many different reasons for biases for who 's producing the research, how the structure is, and fifty percent is is pretty high uh, and um, that just tells us that research is a guideline it 's not the absolute truth yeah. and people can say the same thing for this the review they, they reviewed sixty one articles on spinal manipulation, and from that they, dev- they determined that spinal manipulation was um, was recommended now but that's the best available research and research is easily skewed and that the article I wrote in Canadian uh, uh, chiropractic economics was to say let's listen to the people who are really good at treating mm-hmm. let's say in my case MSK and uh, let's use let's see what they have to say because some of the things like you look at a top athlete like Tiger Woods in his prime or uh, you know, Joe Montana or Tom Brady, they do things that you can't really teach someone else. They just know what to do. So mm-hmm. you, you know, learning those little, uh, those little tips from them directly is something invaluable. They're never going to learn at any football camp or any golf camp. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So right. if, if, if the, the gurus of chiropractic, and I learned from Alejandro Larega, he's a, a medical doctor from Spain. That's, my mentor was, and, um, you know, there's stuff he teaches that you won't find in any book. Yeah. It, it really is outstanding.
0: Well, I titled this <coughs> mix, mixing it up with Dr. Lombardi because we're, we're really owning the, uh, the, chiropractic. Hey, the, there's, there's a, there's a wide range of different spectrums of, of chiropractors. Uh, it's, it's funny. Like I went to Cal gym and uh, I have so much respect for for Dr. Billy and what he's done and, and how he's trying to educate the world about kind of all the stuff that's going out there and, and, and empower more people with chiropractic. And uh, he, you know, it's an, he's an interesting bubble because he's he's very straight oriented, principle based chiropractic, right? But he's also advocating CBD oil uh, and and supplements and nutritional supplements. You know, so I, I embrace you know, learning about everything that we do. And one of the things I want to learn about what you do is your x Door system, because you have two modalities that you're using. What is it? How does it help people? Uh, why would you recommend it to some other chiropractors out there?
1: Well, first of all, the x system is now in 25 different countries. Oh, cool. So the system itself is in 25 different countries. And you've personally you've personally taught those doctors then, right? Or, uh, those doctors have uh, so yeah. basically when they go to my website xdoor.ca, they're able to purchase the uh, obtain the manual and the videos. They're all digital, um, and then it's essentially a course uh, in, in a package, and it's right. very self-explanatory. And if they have any questions, they email me directly. And it's now in twenty-five different countries. So. Um, what makes it simple it basically after you do a a, a history uh, a very poignant history basically it's doing a, an assessment of locating motor inhibition in the muscles around the girdles of the body specifically the pelvic girdle okay. and and the scapular girdle and finding the motor inhibition the muscles that are essentially shut off this whole system takes two to three minutes and then using either manual release Joint manipulation and/or acupuncture, you can restore uh, the motor activation and make lasting, significant changes. And I don't mean for ten minutes; I mean making them, you know, for weeks on end. Right. And you know, restoring, fixing the cause of the problem rather than focusing on on the, on the consequence. So it's very it's very streamlined. Anyone can do it. A lot of acupuncturists use it. Massage therapists, chiropractors. It's simple and it's to the point, and and it's and it's easy to do, and it's based on a laundry list of of research. There's so much research over the last thirty years on on motor inhibition and what causes it and how to restore it. Yeah, and I just basically compiled it and and presented it, and I use it in practice, and it's really helped me in practice. I see, you know, for an MSK practitioner. Here in, in Canada, I see an average of twelve patients, uh, new patients a week, twelve new patients a week for the last um, you know five or six years. So it's really tried, tested, and true. And like I said, it's in twenty-five uh, different countries right
0: now. That's beautiful, dude. Yeah. Well, uh, so So um, what, what what made you name it xstore
1: because it restore or sorry, it,
0: what what's what's the deal with that? I'm just it's a curious. hybrid.
1: Yeah, it's a hybrid word. It stands for examine and restore. And so okay. I just basically you know smashed off uh, you know. Uh, you know the x ex- ex from examine and uh restore from restore and, and uh put it together restore
0: yeah i got it so what are um i, I want to go back to some, you, you you were you had a third principle and actually you were saying a fourth principle which was uh, we'll 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 talk about. I I don't know if I remember correctly now. Me, measure
1: every measure everything. Yeah, let's
0: talk about measuring yeah. everything. What does that mean, to you?
1: Oh, it it means what it is. I measure everything about my practice specifically to do with, um, uh, basically, basically about booking, rebooking, and so, so you're talking
0: pure 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 patient visit averages stuff like well, that, right? I'm
1: talking about patient visit averages about. Uh, focusing on booking patients you know when the phone rings or email or text right. ones, however they request the appointment I'm talking about rebooking and I'm talking about collecting okay those are the th- those are the three things booking rebooking and collecting
0: are you part. the type right. of dude that if, if I call you on a Thursday afternoon or evening when you're closing up and I say hey dr. Lombardi how many patients did you see today you know right off the top
1: um, I will at the end of the day because yeah. what happens is the the receptionist at the front at the end of the day will text message me not just will text message me the rebook rate meaning that number of patients I saw and the number that rebooked now some people I don't have to see again right if I say listen you're good uh, right now I don't have to see you follow up I, that's okay um, but also they send me the rebook rates for the physical therapist for the massage therapist I want to know what everyone's doing right. And because you know, for example, if someone sees twenty-five patients and their rebook rate is ten out of twenty-five, there's something wrong with the message. You know, is it that the, the chiropractor isn't delivering the message? Is the patient not understanding? There's mm-hmm. different things that need to be addressed. Typically, I like to keep it eighty percent and above. If it's eighty percent and above, then then, I, then I'm okay with that. But how much do you I said, rely?
0: i sorry. How much do you rely on your front desk for for, for presenting that message?
1: Uh, they do it every night.
0: Oh no, no, not sending you the me- uh, helping you to oh, communicate they- your message that you need. Like how how bought in are they? Or they're
1: they're a hundred percent in. So what what I'll do is I'll make the recommendation uh, via a routing slip, which is like, you know essentially a piece of paper saying you know I need to see uh, Joe Smith uh, two times next week, and they'll get you know with the file. They'll say okay, Doctor Lombardi needs to see you two times next week. What well, works for you, and okay. and they'll, they'll go from there, and. um you know, a lot of times, sometimes ta- pa- patients will say, Well, let me check my book. And they'll say, but we'll try to m- get a pay- uh, an appointment booked only because my schedule is really busy. So by the time they check their book, what they wanted is probably well, taken.
0: That, that's really important because that's really the communication stuff and stuff we'll be talking about at Kind of Sushi Summit is that, you know, it, you can make or break or lose a patient at that point in time. I mean, I know it because you can have either a front desk person who's not bought in. Or they 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 don't care because they don't have equity or ownership in what you're doing, and they let the patient dictate the care. And the problem is is that you you know it should be a collaborative partnership. Well, I believe that you believe that too, right? It's a collaborative partnership oh, of with course. all your care. Yeah. But at some point, you are like you said. I've had I've I've administered this many adjustments. I've seen this many patients. I am the authority in this. When I want you to come back, I need you to come back. And this goes back to your second principle of if they're not going to be compliant with you. You're going to put them out.
1: Yeah. You know, essentially, you know, I'll I'll recommend they see someone else. And the thing is how you approach it, your assertiveness. Like, again, I don't have to see everybody. It's not everyone rebooks. Some people, Hey, you're, you're good. I don't have to see you again. Call me when you need me. But if I'm recommending to you as a physician, as a doctor, um, that I need to see you. I'm telling you this because it's my professional opinion. Because if I didn't tell you that, one, one, I wouldn't be doing my job according to the chiropractic oath. But two, you know, I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. You know, I'm telling you this because yeah. you're asking me for my advice and you're paying me for this advice. So measuring everything is important because it allows you to kind of predict the future. So I know that you know, in two weeks, typically at this point in time, Saturday, in two weeks, I, sh- I might have. Uh, X amount of patients book, and I know that over a certain limit tells me that I can predict that I'm going to have a good week. If it's below a certain limit, I've say, hmm, why isn't it? Why is it a little slower? Is it a holiday that week? Are things slowing down? And then I can make a prediction, then I can do something. Maybe I do an ad or maybe I do something on on social media. So I, I'm able to do something in, in, response to this information talk talk about
0: a little bit about what you like to do so like you said you go on social media do you do uh dinner events do you do spinal screenings what's what is your what's your kind of go-to for for education wise Uh,
1: education is youtube videos okay that's it i I don't do any of the spinal screenings or you know talks i'll do talks when i get asked to go to high schools and things like that you know i love uh, helping young people And, um, but a lot of times through education, because people will, you know, it's easy for them to click a button and, you know, watch a video rather than than reading text online or on hard copies and things like that.
0: Right. But as you're talking about, Hey, I, I, I'm seeing, you know what, it's not a holiday. My numbers aren't really there. Is what, what, is there something that you do that, that usually delivers for you to get that number up to help make that week, uh, uh, prosperous
1: for you, or, or you, know, yeah. if you, will, you know? What do you, you know, do? It's a good question, and, and I don't have an answer because I'm i have never found myself in that position.
0: That's a good. Sp-
1: yeah, <laughs> that's good, man. And, and, and so, but part of the reason I measure it is because I don't want to be in that position. Yeah. There, there's a great uh, Chinese proverb. That says what gets measured gets improved. Mm. So I'm just going to, you know, keep measuring it and keep staying on it. Because once you don't, once you become complacent, that's when things creep up and then it hits you all at once. You know, absolutely. being a business owner, and this is absolutely true. I love what I do, but there's not a day goes by that with respect to my business and my business runs very well. But there's not a day goes by that I'm not worried or disappointed about something. Believe it or not, you know, it's either I get it, I get it. I mean, it's like, okay, this needs to be better. Geez, I I wish this went better on this point. And the guy hired to do this, you know, oh, geez, I hope this. And that sounds stressful, but you need to be vigilant, especially in today's world where the competition is so stiff. You need to be vigilant, and and that's it. You want to be successful, you got to be on your game all the time.
0: I, I wrote an article today that just flowed out of me because uh, part of what we were doing at Karo Sushi was, you know, we're really talking business and a big portion of business is sales. We've really kind of hit home a, a lot on the marketing side because I was trying to be careful about using the term sales and and, and eventually I was like, you know what? Screw it, man. Like, th- it's what I love. I love sales. I love communication. And I wrote my, my closing or my opening ratio. I call it opening because I don't like the term closing. I, mm-hmm. I just, I have a visceral response to closing. And, um, a lot of stuff that we talked about is what, what you're talking about here is, you know, look at your data. Uh, I also get that you, I, I, from what I'm pulling from you is when you present or you consult with a patient, you're doing one of the things that I talk about, which is presenting, uh, I don't want to say presenting research, but you're presenting data specific numbers or the, the, I want to say the money on the table in that situation for the patient, meaning this is what you're going to get if you keep, if you, if, if if you, follow through with me and this is what's going to happen if you don't am i correct to say that
1: for you well i mean uh you know i can't really predict what's going to happen if they don't but i but i what i can do It's a great response
0: beautiful (laughs) right uh
1: but what i can do is i can tell you what you're going to get with with me this is what i can do to help you right Mm -hmm. Uh, someone said to me once and this was years ago it was a patient um with uh, chronic low back pain and they had the problem for a very long time and they said can you guarantee your 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 work like can you guarantee you're gonna help me they said can you guarantee that i'm gonna get better and you know who can guarantee that no one can but right. we well, you know what i told them i said i said you know what i can guarantee how long have you had the problem i've had for 15 years and i said well, let me tell you something. If you don't see improvement after 12 visits, I said, I guarantee you're not going to get better. That was my guarantee. Yeah. <laughs> B- basically, that. you know what I mean? I mean, that's what yeah, I guarantee. What the fact that you try something and you're not going to – I'm not going to string you along past 12 visits for this particular condition. Um, in my opinion, you know, you want to guarantee. I can't – no one can guarantee anything. So yeah. I kind of got a chuckle out of that. But, you know – Everything is a process, and everything you know takes time. And you get what you pay for, and what you put into it, you get out of it. And we could go on and on with all of these um, proverbs, these, these cliches, <laughs> and proverbs. But it's true, you know. And it is true, man. Yeah. You know, to, to go back to the chiropractic schools, if they don't do something, clean up their act, you know, they're already in trouble. They just don't see it. And uh, but you know, even if a couple of schools close, even if chiropractors go out of business it will get better because at least if we can, if the profession can learn from its mistakes, then that's, that's what it's all about.
0: Yeah. I think at the end of the day, man, we need better business owners like you're talking about. I think that's exactly why we're here and exactly why what you're doing on the side, um, you know, helping. So talk a little bit. Do you have a coaching program? Do you have something that you are, 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 what's, what's your, what's your side hustle with that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh it's called B- business building doctor so if people go to www.businessbuildingdoctor.com yeah I, i'm going to put
0: uh, it up there it the you it, 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 it's yeah. it's a
1: package where uh where i mentor them and i help improve their business you know um there is a uh a package that they fill out to give me information about their business and i help them uh you know find out what their goals are find out what their obstacles are and it's a mentorship over the period of months uh, reasonably priced, and 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 they improve because I make sure they measure everything, and I'm able to find out what their limitations are. And we start at the deliverance of their product. Right. Are they doing? Are they delivering a product better than anyone else in their community? They have to be that good because if they're in a saturated uh, community and, and you know they're really not that good, then you know they, it's not really going to help them from a business uh, standpoint. But um, ha- having said that, there's a lot of untapped potential out there, and sometimes people just need a, a little bit of a push uh, to get them over the hump.
0: Yeah, totally, man. And, and I think we all need—we all need—we um, uh, all need coaches, and we all need mentors. Um, and I think you need a variety of, of different ones. Uh, I was talking to John Sun Kim, who's going to be at the Summit. You know, here's a guy who has a billion-dollar IPO. He's the, he's the 31st unicorn ever. Uh, which is uh, someone who, who built the startup and took it public and, and turned it into a billion dollar IPO. And he's got three mentors. He's got one that drives him hard. He's got another one that nurtures him and he's got one that works more strategy, you know, and, and, and that's what successful people do. And I'm sure you have your own mentors. Like you were talking about your mentor before uh, we need to, we need to invest in ourselves and, uh, I thank you for giving some time today, investing in in us and investing in our community, Doctor Lombardi.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. You know, I, I think Kairosushi, Sushi. You know, I stumbled upon. It. I'm like, th- this is unbelievable, and, and I like it. The, the, the you know Sushi, the raw truth, and and you have such a, a big following uh, comparatively, is uh, social media wise, uh, from a group standpoint. That we're getting there, uh, man. We're getting there. I, I, sure. I, I, I'm impressed, and yeah. um, and I'm happy to be a part of it, and you know. Just you know, keep doing what you're doing because we're all helping each other, and that, that's that's key. Whether we're mixers or straight, or, or whatever, we, the common goal is to help. I just
0: think future. it's time to embrace. it. Yeah, that's the number one thing. And I went to a council meeting in New York, man, and it was two groups: one that wanted to expand the scope, one that's you know doesn't want to expand scope, and all this stuff. And the only person spoke up was I'll give him a shout out as Joe Borea. He goes. You know, not one point for an hour and thirty minutes have we talked about the thing that's important. And he did. He goes, the patient, like, what, what are we, what are we in this? I, I know, I know you, you know, Dr. So-and-so want to help someone. I want to help someone, you know, maybe we're all dif- fearful of what being defined is. I think that's the problem that we have in this profession is, you know, and I think that the, the answer is you, the only answer is you can only define yourself, right? Yes, yeah, exactly. Because the, the MDs are dealing with this. We're not the only ones. You know, there's 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 plastic surgeons who can't stand cosmetic surgeons because they're not plastic surgeons. And there's dentists who can't stand orthos because, and, you know, they won't let them do Invisalign. And the orthos are mad that the dentists are doing Invisalign. It's like, you know what, you get your degree, you you, you rock with whatever you want to rock with, but you got to own your shit, man. You got to own your own shit and you can only scale you,
1: right? Exactly. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah.
0: yeah, dude, thanks for all the tips and tricks and and, and uh, insights into what you're doing and, and uh, info on research. I'll You know I'll have you on again, man, because I, I think you, sure. just, you deliver, dude. So uh, cheers to you, and thanks for joining me on a Saturday night. This is a first. Hey, first,
1: yeah. this is awesome. But Thanks a lot, and uh, if anyone has any questions, again, they can email me at xdooratusa.com. I'm happy to help. Thanks, Doc. All right, take care.